Does a career in advertising sound interesting? Would you like to learn more about the roles that you can explore in this industry? Stay tuned as we go deeper into this subject. Welcome to the Zista podcast, where we invite industry speakers and academicians to answer questions that students have within a specific subject area. Today, we're going to be focusing on advertising, and joining us is Vigyan Varma. Vigyan has over 25 years of experience. He has dealt with brand management, advertising, digital marketing, business development across a wide range of products and industries. Industries like personal care, luxury beverages, fashion retail, food, healthcare, consumer technology, and yes, he's worked with a lot of B2B brands as well. Some of his, the notable brands that he's worked on include Lifestyle, Van Heusen, Nike, Britannia, Acer, and Black Dog. He has over two decades of experience with organizations like JWT and DDB Mudra. He's also worked with a Scott startup called Mason & Summers in a marketing role. More recently, Vigyan has started his own consultancy called The Bottom Line. And, you know, it's something that he enjoys doing. He loves working with brands and giving them good advice. So without further ado, let's dive straight into this session. Thank you for joining us on the podcast, Vigyan. We're delighted to have you here today. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here, Roman. Uh, Vigyan, I thought we'll start by asking you, you know, to talk about your journey in advertising. What really drew you to advertising? See, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, when you start off your life, uh, you know, especially when you're looking at your career, a lot of things are not very clear to me. Right. Um, but gradually, over a period of time, you figure out that, yeah, these things may make sense now, right? So I'm assuming that a lot of you uh, who are in the audience today uh, listening to this and watching this would be at a stage where you're far away from really defining your career. At a stage where you're really exploring your options and you should be probably thinking that what should I do? In this state, what are my options that I should be looking at? Should I be looking at a career in yeah. engineering? You know, a lot of things happening on the technology front. Or should you pursue medicine, surgery? Uh, a lot of things happening on the technology um, is it about data science? Is it about corporate uh, law? Right? So this is the time that you should really think about what are those things which really interest you. The reason I'm putting this, uh, uh, you know, from a perspective, uh, and I'll talk to how it relates to me as well, because there's a common point. I think I'm watching it from your point of view, right? As, as a listener and as a watcher, what, what, are, what are you going to pick out of this conversation? So the thing to do is to to make some understanding of what are those influences that really drives your interests. So it's about trying to figure out, is, are, you, are you someone who's uh, wanting to make a dent in the world of science? Is that, are you looking at building a great product? Are you looking at building a great, uh, you know, and innovation. Yeah, so that could be one stream of understanding that you have. Is it something that you are deeply interested from the point of view of getting into some sort of a research mode? So that's that's our stream that you could be thinking about. Similarly, you could be pursuing, uh, you know, you could be looking at, uh, maybe there is, you, you find that 
you would want to take your interest in until in some form of art or sports at a professional level, right? So that's another uh, area that you may be thinking about. Right? So that's another thing. As somebody who well, is looking at advertising or was thinking of advertising or was looking at a career in marketing at a really broad level, one of the signals that I got, uh, you know, in, in, in when I reflected about it, as a channel, I was deeply interested in the world of brands. I can remember bits of advertising from my childhood. I can remember packaging designs from my childhood. And I'm talking about when I would have been like five or six years old. Now, I'm just thinking that if if some of these things have made an impression on you at a very early stage in your life, then there's a decent chance that you have a natural inclination to some of these things, you know, which is about the world of brands, the world of design, the world of advertising, the world of communications. So these things, if if they have made some impression on you, then probably that's a good enough signal for you to consider and explore. I'm not saying that you should jump into it. It's absolutely okay to have multiple interests and, and, and people do end up getting confused at a stage when they are probably just out of school getting into the 11th or 12th or early graduation courses that they do is absolutely all right because a lot of people stumble in advertising after a few their wounds. So, so it's it's absolutely fine. Still, you discover it a little later. But I'm just saying, what are those signals to recognize? And I'm saying that it's good to think of whether these make an influence, whether you're, whether you're intuitively watching out, looking out, Discussing with people, uh, you know, having conversations with your friends, uh, you know, and are you making notes? Do you have a point of view? Uh, do you see when when you when you see a piece of communication, does it move you? Does it create an impact? Do you disagree? Which is okay, absolutely, and okay. Do you do you feel in some way impacted? You see, having a conversation, you feel like sharing a piece of content. You feel like you know, figuring out how this works. We've done a little bit of a deeper inquiry. These are some of those things which uh, should be in somebody's minds. And I would say a lot of this, a lot of these I would relate to in my own experience that maybe I was thinking a lot, maybe I was reflecting on that, maybe. And and as as careers progressed, one found a way into this sort of profession. So after my graduation, I did my MBA. And, and I and I chose marketing. That's when this was the, uh, you know, the passage to the world of brand brands and brand building. And uh, while my first job was completely unrelated to the world of branding and advertising, I eventually found my way uh, pretty soon into the world of advertising. Because the reason why I looked at advertising it gives a fairly uh, comprehensive perspective of the world of marketing and and and, and you're at a very very basic level. So, and I think that does help students because initially when you do choose, it's your choices, it's your interests that really determine which way you're going and that's a good starting point as any. And uh, life is unpredictable from the things that I've observed in my own career or from, from the career of others around me. Sometimes life doesn't pan out the way you exactly plan it. Uh, but life has this unique knack of somehow nudging you in the right direction and making sure that you reach where you're supposed to be. So I find that really amazing in some sense. But starting with your interest is rock-solid advice, Vigyan. 
Vigyan, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the different roles and career paths within advertising. Now, if you look at it from a student's perspective, they may have different interests, they may have different strengths. So how would they uh, determine which role would be most appropriate for them? Yeah, it's a good, good, good question to think about uh, as a second step. But I think and, and the progression of your question, line of questioning will also right in that sense. So if you were to think of advertising at a very broad level, I would think maybe there are four distinct zones that we can talk about today. Sure. Uh, and it's also understand when this is a this is something which is rapidly changing. So what I'm saying today may not be absolutely relevant in a few months or maybe a few years on the line. But as things stand, uh, there is this whole bunch of advertising, which is the so-called conventional advertising. These are large agencies which exist today. Uh, they have their wealth of knowledge and experience in giving shape to large brands, right? So when you think of brands like Coke or Pepsi or Nike or any of these Large brands are serviced by large agencies who have the experience of working on large plans with large mandates. And these are large agencies. So let's call them the big or, or the commercial advertising agencies. Now that's that's one stream. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll say that the advantage of going into some of these agencies is that you get a very holistic perspective of what the world is. You get to work with some of the bigger brands. So that's a great, uh, you know, that's a great perspective to clean, right? The second stream would be getting into, uh, and okay, let me just add to, so, you know, a lot of people may not be familiar with what that would include. So that would include, you know, creating content, uh, you know, and, and the content creation counts from strategy, right? From strategizing around the brand, or, uh, you know, how the brand should be positioned and how it should manifest itself yeah, through various forms, whether it is packaging design or whether it is a pieces of communication on television, on digital, or whatever that you may find, whether it's on YouTube or Instagram. So this entire um, bunch of big level thinking and big scale execution is where the conventional advertising agencies come to That's one part, right? The second part is uh, is something which is increasingly very, very vibrant, and very, very active and, 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 and I see a lot of action uh, and a lot of entry into the space of digital or marketing or digital ad. Right? And here one could look at getting into either content creation per se or, or handling, let's say, uh, advertising campaigns on Google or, or, or Instagram or any of social media channels. So that's one part. Or one could look at, uh, you know, it, it could also be about uh, website content development. Right? So so we get into or mobile apps, creation of mobile apps and development of mobile apps. So that's, so some of these, or, or it, when I talk about content development, we can also talk about on website ring SEO, which is search engine optimization, or, or you know, so so this entire gamut of uh, services on the digital side, which makes brand vibrant in the digital space, right? It's visible, vibrant, searchable, uh, and very very interactive. So this this entire spectrum is is seeing a lot of action. Is seeing is is, is probably something which is. And I've been in the last 10 years and increasingly a lot of people are getting to the space. Right? And and 
because it's a it's a new field. It doesn't have legacy people, right? It doesn't have that legacy heritage, which is a good thing and a bad thing. The, the good thing is that it leads to a lot of experimentation. Uh, if I were to say that what what would be the pitfalls of it, the pitfall probably is that it is still evolving. So there are no hard, you know, like the conventional advertising. A lot of things are are are, are have been developed after a lot of you know. So there's a lot of certainty about what you do. This is fairly experimental, right? What works uh, at some point may, may not work. So you have to be constantly evolving. You have to learn a lot. It's it's about being on your toes, uh, you know, experimenting a lot. And maybe uh, maybe from a mentorship perspective, you have to really reach out a lot, right? You have to really uh, seek the best. Some of them may be in your team, maybe, but you have to really reach out and do a lot of learning across platforms. And for your digital in the medium itself comes into uh, into play and and try to understand from practitioners across geographies, or uh, you know, done. So this is this is a field which is extremely dynamic, very very exciting if you ask me, and and it needs special skills. Some of these skills can also be a little technical. Let let's say if you if you are building a website or you know, and and so, so these may actually move into slightly technical roles. But if you were to talk about the conventional advertising. Or even the digital agency part, which is the second part that we're talking about, some of them could be to do with the digital advertising per se, which which is still kicking in the realm of brand. But some some aspects of this could also take you into zones which are a little bit technical, like recent development aspects. So that's the second uh, you know stream that one could look at. The third stream is getting onto the media side, right? So the, we spoke about the first stream, which was conventional advertising agency, the second is digital uh, agencies, uh, and then ecosystem. The third is media agencies. Now, media agencies are are those agencies which are entrusted with the job of deploying client money into the right media vehicle. Okay. So these are uh, the these typically would require somebody to have uh, a fairly um, robust sense with numbers. Because uh, uh, of course, and of the number crunching happens through uh, through the through the you know Excel sheets, but at the end of it, you got to make some sense out of it, and and so that's one part of it. The other part is also looking at uh, spotting opportunities, negotiation skills, because you're dealing with let's say large television channels, etc. So this entire uh, you know bringing scale to the brand, getting them the right deals, getting them the right uh, media mix. So essentially, the job the job here is to ensure that the brand gets, uh, you know, the, the the investment behind the brand is in the most optimum way. That's the job of a media planner or media agency to deploy it in the most fruitful manner and to give the best return out of that investment. And this is handled by a bunch of people who are in a media agency. So that's that's the third part of some advertising overall, uh, you know, advertising. Uh, ecosystem, if I could say, the fourth, uh, the fourth stream would be the entire gamut of people who are involved in the content production, whether it is film production, which is when I talk about film production, I'm talking about television commercials, or or other forms of YouTube videos, which are slightly more uh, upscale videos. It could also be animation films, right? So they, so so this. Uh, you know this content generation high skill. See, today content can also be generated rather easily. AI is playing a role in that, right? But 
beyond what AI can generate, you, there is also a need to generate content, which uh, probably the kind of content which goes into uh, let's take a vision commercial, right? Those can't be generated by so those are or, or even YouTube videos, right? So those need certain skill sets from a production perspective. And it, I would say it's an adjacent field in advertising. Uh, advertising works very, very closely with, with uh, people who have this uh, sort or you know, no skill set. And if one were to say, what would you look out for uh, in this case? So in this case, you should understand that if you're in charge of film production or content production, you're really not in charge of decide, deciding the state of the brand. Like you're not making those calls. You're not deciding how the brand should be positioned or the kind of storyline. You know, the only thing you're doing is to give the give uh, to execute it. Yeah, execute it as per what the the, the contact team typically at an agency or a client is desiring. So you're giving a vision. You're giving giving life to a vision, right? So that's the role of the content uh, development team or a production team. So. I would say these are broad, uh, broadly three or uh, four, four spaces that we can say. These are four spaces in the world of advertising, starting with uh, conventional advertising, digital agencies would be the second one. Then you have media agencies as a third one, and the content or production agencies as the ecosystem. Uh, uh, an adjacent one would be a research agency, consumer research agency, but I would keep that away from this conversation. But yeah, that's another thing that typically advertising folks deal in or. Thanks, Vigyan. That was a very comprehensive answer. And I think it will give students a fuller perspective as to what they can expect. <clears throat> so from conventional advertising to digital marketeers to media agencies, uh, going on to, of course, you also have in the, on, you know, you rely on research agencies and you also have people who are more immersed in production. And as, uh, depending upon, you know, the size of the organization, you know, there are different structures that evolve. There's a hierarchy that comes into play. And I can, I can, I can imagine that students could be associated with, say, more with the planning and the strategy part of it. Some of them could be more immersed in the actual execution, which is focusing on art and copy and, uh, you know, coordinating with a lot of external vendors in some cases. And so it's it's really ex exciting. And the more you get into it, the more you read about it, the more you discover. So that's that's really interesting. Um, Vigyan, I was hoping you could also touch upon some of the skills and qualities that would make students successful, you know, in the field of advertising. Okay. So if you were to look at advertising as a broad, uh, you know, skill set, and I would probably include marketing as a as a as a more Sure. Passing um, field is relevant. Sure, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, some of what I see is also relevant for uh, advertising what in Joseph you, right? So, many uh, of the things that should uh, you should look out in your cell is how external-oriented you are. And I'm, and I'm making a distinction between being an extrovert and external-oriented. Although, okay, the, Meaning of extrovert is actually extrovert when you say about this position and externally position, but the way extroverts are are are, are thought as as somebody who's who's very very comfortable being out in Europe goes. But I'm actually talking about somebody whose orientation is outward. Okay, 
what it means is that you're absolutely receptive to what's happening around you. It's like you have thousand antennas and all of them are activated all the time. The reason is that this is the skill set. One of the first things that one must understand when you talk about marketing or advertising is that you're talking about perspective, which is an external perspective. You have to always think from a consumer point of view. Right? You have to make yourself less important in the center of conversation and to think first from consumer point of view. Right? And this cannot happen unless you're attuned and you're, you're thinking consumer first. Right? Which means that you're always absorbing what's happening around you, whether it is in terms of uh, music, sermons, whether it's in terms of craft, or consumers that you see today, the kind of preferences that they have in terms of the kind of brands they consume, the kind of companies they consume. So the, the entire orientation, uh, if you have, which is an external orientation, be interested in what's happening. So that's the first thing that one should look for. And that's, I, I, even when we interviewed people for jobs and roles, we looked at people whether they are inner, inward oriented or whether they're external oriented. And, and again, just to emphasize the point, doesn't mean that you will be an extrovert and the way extroverts are supposed to be. But it's a deep interest is the other. Right? Deep interest in the in the other, what's happening around this. So that's one trait which is uh, which which I would say is, is probably one of the most important things. That, and and that actually includes uh, doing getting interested in in, in diverse topics and, and and trying to have a very wide array of interest as much as you can. So you know. Build up some uh, skill sets around that part. You don't get in a little bit more external. Coming uh, a little bit deeper. So that that's one basic orientation. The second one would be about um, I mean, you know, is this really about uh, how much you or you know you feel uh, bring to life your thoughts into some form of uh, words or expressions right so so it's important to have a part of view that's the first part it's important to to have a perspective it's also important to bring us and our application to the right so so i would emphasize on both parts one is the ability to observe as we spoke first the ability to an orientation to observe observe and articulate right so you're 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 looking out all the time with trying to be in somebody who's very, very perceptive. Can you make some observations, make some sense for it, and, and try to articulate it. So that articulation would end up being a breeze on a on a on a band or, or an idea or a point of view or anything else. So at a very, very basic level, these are her few things. At a at a little deeper level, right? I mean coming to a little bit more in terms of brass tacks, if you were to get into this industry. Uh, you know, what, what, are, what are your things that you need to have? Like with any job, right? Like with any job, um, today most jobs are demanding. And, and uh, you know, and, and people actually say, when I've not come across somebody who says that I love my side job. Nobody says it. People may probably, uh, you know, wish, and some people may wish it, but nobody says they want nine to five job. Everyone says, especially when they are early in their careers, they want to say that. I want it. I want to have specialness to be made. I want to have something exciting already. Advertising guarantees all of this because typically you're working on something new all the time, right? So this, they, the comfort to deal with uh, with novelty 
and comfort to deal with vagueness is very, very important because you often start without knowing too much about what you're going to do. Okay. Ability to manage with probably less resources, right? Whether it and those resources could be in public information, it could be a dollar deeper, etc. So you know the, the, the ability to handle a lot of chaos in life, you know. Uh because because it's not a streamlined operation, uh, you know, from a from a perspective of uh it's, it's not like a assembly line or not everywhere that you know do this rules. Most of the times it's a very dynamic uh, field where requirements change. So you need to have a perspective which is it, it's fine. I mean uh, you know ability to deal with a little bit of uncertainty chaos. I know that sort of a temperament is needed. I mean, you don't expect things to be laid out and and, and to be perfect the way you plan it to be. So that is a very, very important aspect. And the third would be, I mean, uh, the the last point would be that as with any job, you should be happy doing it, even let, at, let's say, 3 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Right? And the reason why I'm saying 3 a.m. on a Saturday morning, nobody wants to be doing it like, you know, or job. But if there is any job that you would want to do at 3 a.m. on a Saturday morning, this probably should be a job because this is so exciting that you, you really don't mind doing it once in a while. And I'm not saying that one should be often. And rarely it happens as the beep. It's not the point I'm making. And the point I'm making is that this is a life which can, which can be unpredictable in many ways. And also, you know, a lot of things that you learn uh, on the go. Um, there may not be even a lot of people who may be able to help you initially, but you will figure out your way. Interpersonal relationships are very, very important in this scheme. Uh, the ability to sort of navigate uh, within the agency as well as if you're a person who's engaging with clients, external stakeholders, that interpersonal skills are extremely important. So again, um, you know that orientation to be a little outward, because then you observe. Uh, what what was one person what was somebody else? So that entire uh, you know external orientation, trying to figure out. And so and and as much as you want to 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 think that things will pan out in your way that you think it will not. So you need to have a very strong uh, you know fortitude to handle things, and, and uh, be prepared for some uh, for some surprises. One of us have made some mistakes. Uh, and when you're close to uh, that time, and you're, when you're when you're close to it in the initial part of the year, those mistakes seem like you know the earth is crashing down, right? When when with with a perspective of time and a little bit of a distance, you realize it is not that bad, and everybody does that. It's just that uh, once you make a mistake, I think you should you uh, should try not to repeat it. I mean, I should, you should learn and probably pass on your learnings to other people uh, in the due course of the time. So that's these would be some of the key aspects. Wow, that was a really nice answer again, Vigyan. You know, I think you touched upon a lot of points, and uh, I just like to kind of summarize it for the sake of the students. So we talked about you know being a sponge, being external oriented, uh, really being open to absorbing inputs and influences from multiple sources, being able to articulate your ideas and your thoughts. So you know, communication skills. You're working in a team, so interpersonal skills dealing with novelty, managing chaos, managing with lesser resources, and of course, uh, you know, be willing to learn along the way. Always have this attitude of learning. 
and I think making mistakes is what makes us human, right? We we grow and we learn from our mistakes. If we don't make any mistakes, we might as well be just a robot, right? But the fact that we're human, we're bound to make mistakes, and I think that's what makes life's journey interesting as well. <laughs> um, again, I'd like to kind of move forward in this discussion, ask you a little bit more about the emerging trends and technologies in advertising that students uh, should be aware of, and you know if there's any way they can prepare for it. So I'm guessing that these are young uh, people, and and their familiarity with technology would be quite installed. Uh, they they already know a lot. I'm assuming that, and that's something that I expect our young audiences today to also know. Uh, so one of course is that continue to stay engaged with what's happening around the world. As we mentioned earlier in this uh, show, that we're talking about external orientation. So obviously you're looking at what's happening in the world of technology or world. It's from a zero point of view, right? As well as, uh, you know, for instance, today, if you speak today, right, the entire conversation for the last few months, uh, maybe over six months in one year has been about AI, or generate AI. And the question that you probably have in your mind is, is it going to impact a job? Uh, what do I do when, uh, you know, our opportunity is going to be fewer because of uh, AI? If, if AI has to do everything, what is my role? I mean, I'm going to be getting into the role you know, like a role possibly in a few years at that time, you know, we may have something which is, you know, the bath of AI, if you want to call it, right? Or something else, right? And how does one navigate the career at that point in time, right? What what happens to us and what happens to uh, people like us could be thoughts in young folks' mind, minds, right? So the way to look at it is that, uh, what is the value that you can bring to the There are certain things which human beings will still do, and you have to look at it from that one. There is one on top of the layer of AI. This is where I would add as a, as an individual, as, as somebody who's a team player, as somebody who's inspiring people. So there are more things AI can't do, right? Creating good vibes, AI can't do. <laughs> Relationships, AI can't do, right? Uh, motivating people to do well and to have ambitious plans around your business is something I can't do, right? You still need somebody to rally around you, right? I mean, at the end of the day, some of the most critical functions still have to be done by human beings, right? Thinking of absolutely innovative stuff has to be done. And let's remember that even AI, as we, as we all know, it needs, or Jaden AI, for instance, needs some intelligent prompt. So, so it's it's still your job to create that off. So, so, so the point is keep abreast of technology. Think of it as an ally because it's going to be there and it's going to get more and more deep. And and you guys are actually going to be meeting it in many ways. Uh, you know, either as creators of technology or as participants or in the field of technology, users of technology. So. Be willing to learn as much as you can, as much as is necessary. Even if you don't make the entire sense of it, get the gist of it, and and try to to see better advantage in the process. Yeah, it makes sense, you know. Um, and this space is evolving at such a rapid pace that uh, you know it's it's while there are a lot of people who are sitting on that uh, fence and looking at what they can maybe see 
couple of months, couple of years down the line. The way it's actually going to pan out is anyone's guess, right? But um, more more re- recently, I was reading about um, how they're really working on building a neural interface between you and, uh, you know, computer systems so that you could uh, communicate with the AI uh, stack a lot more intuitively and perhaps derive more value. But then which way that goes is anyone's guess. Okay, um, I wanted to ask you, if you don't mind, to share a personal story or lesson from your career that I think that could serve as a source of inspiration with students, you know, who are looking at a future in advertising. So this is my favorite one, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that we spoke about the changes in technology, what one has seen. And uh, I think one should look at it, if you're looking at a career in advertising. So we, we spoke about, uh, we spoke about uh, careers in advertising, spoke about different things that we can do. But if you were to, uh, you know, if, if you want to think of your career in a, in a slightly longish fashion, and if you, if you think that you have deep enough interest to survive, then it's interesting to know that you could actually be navigating a lot of things in your career. Uh, so coming back to my own story, I have an interesting story that, uh, which is very difficult for a lot of people today to appreciate and understand that I started my career before internet came into existence. Right? And this itself is normality for everybody uh, who's probably watching this uh, you know, content. <laughs> how is it even possible to exist without the, you know, the world of emails and, and how do you manage to get to work? So the point I'm trying to make is that a lot of changes happen uh, during the course of one's career. And I've seen that entire, uh, from a media perspective, the pre-digital era, I just saw a little bit of a pre-digital, pre-internet era. I saw maybe a couple of years of it, uh, getting into uh, work in the late, in the mid-90s, 96, 97. And that was not the time when we had internet in India. And, and looking at that era, which was all about, uh, you know, one channel, we had new version to start with. And then, you know, media planning was pretty much predictable. Uh, you know, it was, it was very easy to read. Not look at the you know the perspectives and, and planning part from our media perspective down to the opening of those uh, cable and and satellite networks in India. So that was a second big change, and the third one would be the opening up of digital. Uh, you know, in 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 the mid two thousands, and and the last few years have seen such rapid changes that today for a lot of clients. They're all digital first clients, you know, the entire, the emergence of D2C uh, businesses. So when I seen this entire, the entire spectrum, uh, and I've been lucky enough to you know, have seen this entire change because anybody who's probably joined the workforce in the last 10 or 15 years has not seen that change. As it's interesting to note that while your things may have changed, some fundamentals don't change, you're still needing to to take an idea, a concept, or a product, or an adver- piece of advertising to consumers in a way which is compelling, in a way which is convincing, and you you, you expect somebody to make and to to take some decision to take some decisions and actions out of what you say. Those things don't change now. Whether the medium is uh, a mobile app, and you're trying to get somebody who's placed an item in the cart and, and, and is refusing to do something about it, so you do a lot of intervention. You send some, some uh, pop-ups or some mailers or some ads 
uh, in their in, on their digital uh, interfaces. So, so the 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 need to influence still exists. The form or the methods of influence will change. Be ready for all the changes, but be be open to you know seeing a lot of changes. So I've seen some changes. Um, another example is the fact that uh, you know in in my first agency we had pitched for the digital uh, you know not even digital we were we had pitched for the uh, the the internet services to be launched in India and that was something in Kuwait and and we had no idea about what uh, internet was at that time and I'm talking once again I know. 97, 98, back in the internet was not around. And we had to pitch for a digital uh, internet. Actually, it's not a word, they still didn't exist there. We had to pitch for internet services without having access to internet. And we actually looked at uh, books. We had to buy a book uh, and we had to call up some of our network offices across the world to really understand the world of internet. Okay, So the point I'm making is that there will be a lot of things which you don't know, as uh, you know, as as we spoke earlier in the show as well. But you have to make do with what you have and make the best out of it and and, and be take sort of rapid learning in two or three weeks from being absolutely zero to to maybe some level of competence to stand in front of a client and make the pitch presentation. That's important. A lot of advertising folks do on a on a regular basis. Awesome, and I think that uh, you know. <laughs> Is something that some people will find exciting and some people may find scary. But then uh, I think it's it's gonna it really makes for an interesting ride because uh, you know you want to do a good job, you want to make a good pitch, and getting familiar with that product, that service, that industry is so important. So I can totally relate to what you're saying. You know, Vigyan. Um, I I just wanted to say um, thank you so much for making time to coming on the podcast. Uh, I think it's been a really interesting discussion. You've shared a lot of good qualitative information with students which i think they're going to find handy in terms of uh, looking at advertising uh, understanding a little bit more about the careers they can explore and getting a better perspective about what they can uh, and should expect so thank you for that thanks Alex. it was a pleasure and i really enjoyed uh, you know the questions that you had i i hope that it does help some students who are looking at making a career in advertising let's keep an eye out and, and if you enjoy doing things, if you enjoy uh, having some excitement in your life, it's, it's a good feel to look at. Answer. Sure, I'm sure it will certainly do that. I really enjoyed this session. I think there's so much we learned from Vigyan. The fact that he's had so much experience across a wide range of industries lets him really give us a commentary on what you can expect in advertising, the roles that are there in the industry, the kind of firms that you can work with and so much more. I hope you enjoyed this session. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube to get more content like this. And yes, you can follow us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Our handle is the Zista Podcast. Till we meet again, we'd say, stay curious. Stay curious.